I'm your health coach, Melissa Lee. Here at Thriving with Nourishment Health, I provide women with the resources to reclaim fertility and celebrate periods through the lens of functional medicine. It is time to empower ourselves with natural solutions over band-aid medicines. We will get to the root cause of symptoms to see the bigger picture. Let us find the ability to heal ourselves, get back to Mother Nature, and live in a healthier world. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode, another session of Lifestyle Tuesdays. Um, so today we're going to be talking about a little kind of like a broad topic. Um, you know, a lot of the times we're always like searching for a quick fix or, you know, having someone tell us, you know, how do I um, balance my hormones? How do I sleep better? How do I eat better? Or um, kind of like, you know, very specific concerns. And today I want to talk about sort of a broader aspect of health. And it's called resilient health creation. And so, um, you know, how do we make ourselves stronger? How do we make ourselves more resilient so that when we are faced with obstacles and challenges in life, whether, you know, it's physical and environmental or mental or anything like that, emotional, how can we face it as a stronger person? So, um, you know, there are a couple of tenets here that helps our body to be stronger in our fundamentals because ultimately we have to be strong in our fundamentals, um, biological functions in order to thrive, right? And in order to be able to handle tough situations. Like you wouldn't be able to handle like, you know, a really, really uh, tough conflict at work if you are not getting enough sleep or if you're feeling very poorly and sickly in health. So obviously we want to address that first um, and also we want to focus on the bigger picture. So the first one for resilient health, the first tenant is to think about sleep. And I know <laughs> this may not be something that you are thinking about when I was talking about resilient health, but ultimately, sleep is really, really fundamentally important. Um, I was just reading this book, you know, it's called The Body Keeps the Score. And um, it's saying that in order to heal trauma, that we have to get to the root causes and the fundamentals of the, you know, the human brain. And the top five fundamentals are sleep, appetite, digestion, um, arousal, and something else I forgot now. But sleep is like the first one on there. So it is really, really fundamental for our brain to know that we're safe um, and for our body to reset and to thrive. So definitely, you know, there's no getting around this one. Um, in our society, we pride ourselves on like being really productive. And, you know, I remember as I was a, a teen or even in like university, you know, it will always be a battle of like who has less of sleep and who is able to um, be more productive in the day without less sleep, right? Like, yeah, I pull an all-nighter or like I only had two hours of sleep, but I'm still good to go. I just drink a lot of coffee. And you yourself in your adult life might be living sort of in that same vein right now. Like, 
you know, you might be thinking to yourself, I have so much work to get done. I'm working from home now. I still have to care for the house. I have to care for my children too, or my spouse. And there's never enough time in the day to get done. So I don't have time enough. I don't have time to sleep. Like sleep is for, you know, for the week, right? We've heard of that before. And to be honest, like that is ultimately your demise. Um, we definitely do want to shift away from, you know, um, depending on stimulants in the morning to kind of get through your day. That is really a downfall in the modern society and modern living. Um, you really want to wake up refreshed and energized. Your body is so capable of motivating you and driving you to go about your day without the reliance on caffeine. So sleep. Pay attention to that one. Um, if you have any concerns about sleep, um, you know, if you have like a long list of symptoms and one of them is sleep, definitely work on that one and everything will fall into place. So the next tenant is play. And so play is something that a lot of adults um, lose when we enter adulthood, right? We're thinking of like, oh my God, I gotta make money. I gotta buy a house. I gotta do this, get married. Um, you know, save for retirement, blah, blah, blah. And in the midst of that, we lose a part of ourselves that is like innocent and playful and imaginative and creative. And, you know, some of you might think I'm not creative. I just, I'm very analytical and rational. And, you know, creativity really stems from playing and letting yourself rest, daydreaming, right? imagining i'm not saying like you have to be dissociative like removing yourself from reality but a lot of you know ideas and big aha moments also come from just like being out in nature or being at peace with yourself you know being proud of yourself that kind of thing um letting yourself be um okay with being laughed about perhaps right or like being silly just Letting yourself express that part of, part of you that may have been suppressed. Like, I know for me, I'm pretty childlike a lot of the times. Like, I sing songs to myself, I talk to myself, I talk to my cats. Uh, for those of you who are like my friends, you would know that. Uh, I'm not technically a very serious person. And, um, you know, coming into my marriage, I married like a really serious husband and um, I just let myself, you know, at least be allowed to express that part of myself because ultimately it is a part of me. And so if you are someone who's like suppressing that playful side or bubbly side of yourself, um, let it be known that it's also a form of immunosuppression. Your body feels like it's stressed. You are suppressing a part of you that is not, and you're not living your truth. And that overall contributes to stress not only on your spirit, but like physiologically, your body would react accordingly. And also, you know, that affects um, your joy levels and your happiness levels. And it's a very, it's very easy to down spiral into depression or anxiety or, you know, some kind of sadness or loneliness. And I feel like the aspect of play or of letting yourself to just be and do what you like sometimes without criticizing yourself or pressuring yourself to do certain things um, that can be very relieving for your nervous system and it can bring you a lot of calm 
So that is sleep and play. I know there are some like deep concepts here, but it's really important to think about that when it comes to trying to be more resilient in health. So the next one I want to talk about is your skin, right? And the whole onslaught of slathering beauty products and lotions onto yourself. And, you know, even for me, I used to be a big perfume user. I would, I love, you know, collecting skincare or whatever. Um, just think about your skin as a giant mouth. And toxin exposure is a big, big thing and a big root cause of a lot of downstream disease. If you're someone who is addicted to skincare or you got addicted to skincare or um, buying tons of beauty products or anything that you slather onto your skin, which may be filled with preservatives and chemicals, um, stop it. Just stop feeding your skin toxins because whatever that is absorbed in your skin is kind of like how you are eating, right? How you're ingesting things. It actually gets into your circulatory system, into your bloodstream, and you know, it's gonna like balance out, I mean, it's gonna unbalance your estrogen receptors, it's going to affect the signaling between your ovaries and your body. So for women, um, the tendency is to have something wrong with their menstrual cycle and also to have irregular periods. And uh, we don't often think about you know, toxin exposure um, another thing about this downstream effect of toxins on our body uh, from like chemicals from beauty products is that it can make us fat like toxins love fat tissue and it will ac accumulate in your fat tissue and fat tissue in and in of itself is inflammatory and it will actually produce more estrogen which promotes body fat and it will also send out like inflammatory messengers to all over your body so you will tend to become more and more inflamed over time. And I'm not saying this is for everyone, but some of you, you know, if you find that you have trouble losing weight, think about toxin exposure and also think about what you slather onto your skin. And this also goes, you know, for everything else, right? As we talked about in the last episode um, about detoxifying your home, like detox, like toxins in your environment really, really play a huge part and also influence on your health. So the next tenet of how to be resilient is eating whole foods. So not eating any of those franken foods that we have right now. Um, you know, we there are so much process. It's not only processed, right? There are foods that are like homogenized, hydrogenated, um, artificial sweeteners and colorings and dyes. Um, charred and grilled to the point of like blackness um, you know we like to like crunchy like that crunchy texture but it could be like really deep fried and inflammatory oils and you want to look at foods that are coming from plants and coming from the earth and coming from um, you know animals right like fruit and vegetables and things that actually don't have an ingredient label um, anything that has an ingredient label is not technically termed as whole foods. Um, you know, I know that there are some exceptions to this, like even beans, if you buy them as a whole food, technically they don't have an ingredient label. They would just be like in a bulk bin or they would, you just buy them as like, like that, like, you know, 
like free flow beans. But um, a lot of the beans now, they are packaged into cans. And of course, in the cans, sometimes they add preservatives or you know, additional sugar. So that would be associated with ingredient list. But generally, overall, you really want to stick to whole foods as much as possible. Um, and I'm going to be talking more about you know, whole foods as we go along during the year and different ways of how to like um, incorporate more whole foods into your diet especially if you're like eliminating certain food groups and all that it's still possible to always eat whole foods um, for your health and for your hormones for your immune system because they're nutrient dense and they provide you the nutrients that your body needs and also the fuel that your cells need because ultimately your body um, you know it thrives and it needs the nutrients right you don't want to not have nutrients in your diet um, the next one is to get fresh air every single day, even if it's cold. Like, um, I know in Singapore, like a lot of people, uh, you know, they open their windows because it's kind of normal. I used to, you know, my house would never have closed windows. But also, if you if it becomes really hot and you use the air conditioning a lot, try to at least air out your, uh, you know, your home like two to three hours a day. Um, I always open the windows here every single day, whether it's raining or um, even if it's raining or if it gets cold sometimes, I would try to open it to at least have some ventilation. And you know, you know, you might be thinking that, okay, the outside air is like really polluted and all that, but truth to be told, your indoor air is also very polluted. Um, even if you have an air, air filter, um, and it's just nice to get some sunlight pure sunlight without uh, pure sunlight passing through your window without you know having like a barrier and so just always have fresh air that's gonna help improve your breathing also and helps your body to feel like okay I can hear some birds outside I can you know feel like I'm a part of nature and not just in like a physical um, room um, prioritize organic food the next one and this is also is linked to both nutrition and toxins and also actually a bit of stress so I was saying earlier like you have to eat whole foods but make sure they're as organic as possible because pesticides are a source of toxins they are carcinogens they can be passed on to your baby um, so they found out that glyphosate for example it can pass through the placenta and so a lot of babies now, they are born with plenty of toxins already in their bodies. And that's crazy because it affects their uh, neural development and it affects their, you know, their IQ and all that. So um, choose organic foods as much as possible, um, especially if you're in Asia, it's notorious for, um, you know, if like you're in a wet market, like, yeah, it's like pretty hard to find organic or, you know, just try to find out like where your vegetables are from and see if they are sprayed with herbicides or pesticides or not. So the next one is to drink quality water and water is so important. Um, I think I would dedicate a whole Facebook live to do water because um, the water, especially in the United States, they, it's really, really polluted. Um, even if you have like a normal filter, um, it might not filter out all the heavy metals in the water. And I also talked about this last week, right? When we talked about detoxifying your home. So just at least try to get good quality water as much as you can, as much as possible. Um, the next one is take care of the 
quality the oils that you eat so a lot of the times when we eat outside um, it's a lot of like inflammatory oils um, you know canola oil vegetable oils that are sunflower that are really like just processed and they don't really have any much nutrients in them and they increase the inflammatory response in your body so you really want to um, balance that out like try to have uh, inflammatory um, anti-inflammatory oils at home so obviously like you know no one's not gonna have takeout forever like that's also not realistic right so since you know that okay the takeout food they're definitely using some sort of canola oil because it's cheap and it's profitable you really want to balance out the type of oils that you use at home and use like coconut oil and avocado and extra virgin olive oil for example you can use ghee or butter uh, make sure they're grass-fed too and so um, you know this is all about preparation I always tell my clients like you know there are certain things that maybe you can't change or you can't give up you know that are not exactly healthy for you so then on the other side like when you can have control over your diet or your cooking, make sure you use the most high quality ingredients and techniques and you know antioxidants. Make sure you get all your nutrients in so that there is a good balance and then there is a bigger shift towards the high quality kind of life. And so um, you know that also takes the pressure off. Like you don't have to be crazy like a hundred percent perfect at eating. All the time you don't have to be like a you know crazy like um, healthy eating chef right that's not realistic either so just being prepared and being aware of what is can be harmful for you and then advise uh, strategies and techniques to counteract that when you do have control and I hope that makes sense so um, the next one is to avoid fluoride and I think I talked about this quite a lot in the last session um, is to also remove toxins from your environment and fluoride is very prevalent in our water and try and look for a fluoride free toothpaste because fluoride interferes with your thyroid so your thyroid needs selenium and iodine especially iodine and things that affect iodine is everything else in the same like you know periodic uh, column <laughs> um, so like you know chlorine fluorine bromine they're all in the same like column right if you remember your chemistry um, and so bromine is like artificial in in um, sorry in uh, enriched uh, wheat flour so breads and pastries and all that you would find bromine in them um, chlorine from water especially or even if you're like swimming a lot in chlorinated swimming pools um, and so we can also reduce fluoride in our toothpaste by just opting for fluoride free toothpaste and that can go a long way to helping your thyroid um, so the next one is getting data on key wellness markers and so lab testing is really important I could also do another whole Facebook live about lab testing and maybe inviting like a doctor on board to talk about like what kind of lab testing should be on your basic lab test um, you know contrary to popular belief whatever testing that your doctor orders um, sometimes they don't even order like the really necessary ones like the full thyroid panel that is still not a conventional and normal thing um, they usually only order the TSH which literally tells you nothing about your thyroid um, it's just a brain hormone it doesn't tell you like if the thyroid hormone is actually making 
proper thyroid uh, T3 that is active in your cells that actually has a cellular effect, for example. And so a lot of like that hypothyroidism is missed this way. And so lab testing can also involve like, you know, testing for vitamin D and serum B12 um, and RBC zinc and magnesium because all these nutrients are so crucial. And then also things like, you know, testing for like homocysteine. Um, and so that is something that I think now that I'm thinking about it, I probably will do like a whole episode about it with a doctor, like a functional medicine doctor. And this is something that you could really advertise and um, advocate for when you go do your checkups. Um, avoiding excessive intake of grain flours. So this is a really big one. And even for me, you know, sometimes I just want to eat like flour stuff like brownies. And even if I tell myself they're like healthier, right? Um, so grain flours, they should be 10% of your diet and not 90%. So don't think about eating bread all day or like, you know, a lot of carby stuff. You want to be focusing on like fat and protein and vegetables. Um, even the texture wise, like it's going to be affecting like the way your mouth and your jaw is built and your teeth. Because um, when we, you know, eat different types of vegetables and the crunchiness and the textures of the vegetables, it's going to shape your mouth in a different way. But if we eat a lot of floured stuff, they tend to, they tend to be soft on the inside. And then, you know, it's just really, really like, it doesn't help you to chew properly. And also grain flowers, some of us have like food sensitivities to it. And a lot of them have gluten on it. So obviously, um, if you do have a sensitivity to gluten, that's not going to be really ideal for you. Um, and so there are two more things here. I just wrote some notes so I don't forget. Um, number one is stop shooting, shooting on yourself. So, you know, I think the biggest sources of stress is like the inner critic, right? Inside of us. That's like the biggest gremlin. Um, I should do this. I should do that. I should be able to not have sugar. I should be able to sleep well. I should, 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 should. And this is something I'm also grappling with sometimes. It just comes up naturally, even though I, you know, start to become more aware of it. And that's actually the biggest sources of stress. Because, um, you know, there are, there are all these external sources of stress. And then there's this internal nagging voice, like an inner critic in... Um, you know, in your mind every day, should you be doing this? You should exercise more. You should do a HIIT workout today. You should do this and do that. There's a whole list, right, of things that we tell ourselves that we should do in order to get somewhere. And I think, you know, this is also tied to spirituality and also like, you know, a lot of the inner work and how we view ourselves, uh, you know, do we judge ourselves and all that. So that is a really, really big source of stress. And if you can get away from that and be self-accepting and self-loving, then, you know, this moves us into the path of resilient health. And the last thing here I want to talk about, you know, being stronger and being resilient um, is to try and be part of something wonderful that is larger than you. So, you know, making our life mean something. And I think the root of all illness and also like our life is to find our purpose and our passion and, you know, find something that is worth living for, right? Like, what do you want to work towards too? It's not just like monetary or financial things, but having that purpose really helps to drive people uh, on an everyday basis. When you stop learning, you start dying. That's what Albert Einstein says. 
so you know lifelong learning or what is your purpose do you want to help people or do you want to like um I don't know like there's so many kind of purpose and I think that is you know something that humans are always searching for and you know when we lose sight of that we tend to get lonely we tend to um you know be in our bubble and physiologically our body will also give out physical symptoms that um, it's aligned to that so you might feel more anxious more depressed your immune system is not as strong believe it or not your immune system is also affected by your emotions your gut um, is affected by your emotions it's neurologically it's a bi-pathway communication so um, you know your gut it's always a gut feeling right you know when something is wrong it's working for you or not when it's aligned to you and so you know when you wake up every day think about like if you're doing something and you're waking up every day uh, to be aligned with your purpose, how would that feel in your stomach, right? Your body would be so energized to go forward in the day. You may not rely on caffeine to get you through the day. Um, instead of just waking up every day and being like, okay, I got to work. I got to take the kids to school. I got to do this and that. Like try to zoom out and think about, you know, what, I, what do I really want to do? What am I living here for? And physiologically, physically, your body will also align to that. And so that is um, all of it today for the resilient health. Um, you know, this is um, a lot of like specificity, specifics of how to be more resilient and strong. You know, we touched about toxins and we talked about nutrition. But obviously, you also want to think about the bigger picture, like how you view yourself, how you self-criticize yourself. Um, you know, solving unresolved trauma, for example, finding social connection, belonging to the world, you know, all this, this sort of thing. It might sound really big and like vague, but it really affects your physical health too. So that's all for today. I hope you, um, you know, tell me anything that stood out for you today. If you think about resilient health, was there anything that I talked about today that you didn't expect? And tell me what you gained from it. And that is all. Um, I will be back next Tuesday to talk about um, some, uh, some other things.